goodest of good days, cats and kittens, and welcome to Discontent Provider, the podcast that's bigger on the inside, and at least aims to make up for a non-existent budget with some bold creative choices. As I sit here, wrapped in the comforting but much tattered 20-foot-long multicoloured scarf my grandmama knitted for me when I was but 10 earth years old, and accompanied as always by my very own canine, although Arkham isn't a sarcastic and often story-wreckingly convenient robot, I can't help but think of how yesterday saw the 60th anniversary of the greatest television series ever made, Doctor Who, first being broadcast. I did try not to think of it. If there's one thing I've struggled to avoid during these seances, it's self-indulgence. However, recent doings have only too keenly reminded me of the gifts that that show bestowed upon a rather strange and wayward kid, and how they helped him to become what he is today. A chap in early middle age who is still strange, still wayward, but, debatably, better at handling it. Uh, Much is made of humanity's shared values and virtues, of its ingenuity and its inventiveness, and while we see so little of the latter, save for when they're used for some frightful or nefariously lucrative purposes, it is worth remembering that the better aspects of our particular form of bipedal, carbon-based life do exist around the world, and are quite often most apparent in those whose characters have been in some way influenced by a well-meaning, time-travelling vagabond in a succession of peculiar outfits. Yes, I'm a lifelong fan. As various references over these many months may have made apparent, even if the title of today's episode hasn't, and while I wouldn't say I've ever watched the show religiously, more on that later, I do feel that if one were looking for a system of ethics, an almost instinctive appreciation for those beliefs that make life better for all, selflessness, intellectual curiosity, compassion, inclusivity, honesty, etc., one could do a lot worse. Sadly, of course, there is no doctor to turn up unbidden in a battered old police box in some troubled region and set things to rights. Oh, my gosh and giddy gumdrops, but he'd sort the Gaza situation out too fucking sweet and no mistake. All it would take would be the assistance of a local, played by a minor character actor, fresh from a six-week run as a soap regular's love interest, a huddle of extras in the background, a sneering denunciation of those responsible for the carnage, and a few buttons being pressed, mostly for show, and you'd have a two-state solution before you could say Constellation of Casterberus. Similarly, those here in our never less united kingdoms who are living with long-term sickness or disability, who are currently dreading DWP sanctions if they don't come to terms with the idea that paraplegia is just another word for lazy and that the best cure for long Covid aggravated respiratory issues is to get some fresh air by weaving through heavy traffic on a scooter delivering pizzas, could be relieved of their anxiety by the timely intervention of a renegade Gallifreyan. As I say, of course, there is no Doctor. And it will take much more than the touch of a sonic screwdriver to solve our problems. Actually, let's be sure of that, shall we? Nope, even here in our happy place, the depressing ghastliness of the world is still quite noticeable. Yet, podcast pals, yet, if ever, the shit shows to which I've alluded, and the countless others that bedevil billions of people around the world are to be set straight, or even temporarily ameliorated, which would be a start, it will be through the actions and convictions of those who are motivated by qualities that we accept as quite normal and laudable in a fictional alien, but are, for some reason, 
too often derided and scorned in the very human beings that purport to revere and aspire to them. One might argue, and one is going to, so suck it up cats and kittens, that the same claims could be made of religion, i.e. if people acted according to the best commandments and tenets of almost any holy writ, the world would be a dash sight less beastly all around. To that I'd give a heavily qualified and uncertain yeah, maybe. Because you see, unlike the various faiths that claw so ferociously for the hearts, minds and money of mankind, Doctor Who doesn't preach exceptionalism or the elevation of one specific group above others. There are no chosen people in the Hooniverse. Indeed, those who espouse such doctrines, the Daleks being the most obvious example, are unequivocally portrayed as the baddies, as shits, in short, of the first water. Even though the Doctor comes from a race of people, the Time Lords, with almost godlike power and knowledge, he stole his TARDIS and fled their insular, complacent and morally bankrupt society on the grounds that there was no point in any of that if one didn't use it actively for good. And while their arrogance might not be quite so loathsome and reprehensible as the Daleks' omnicidal xenophobia, the programme's canon has undoubtedly established them as a pack of wankers. It wasn't this that gave me any ideas about rejecting religion, mind. Uh, the origin of Old Fox's atheism, though who related, was far more prosaic. I recall as a tiny tot being terribly frightened by the Wirren from a story called The Ark in Space. These Wirren were hulking great space wasps who not only ate people but could also absorb their minds and knowledge. And while I didn't fully appreciate the deeper implications of that uh, as a very wee boy, they looked impossibly scary to a lad whose near blindness was the best ally a cash-strapped BBC visual effects department could ever hope to have. My parents, seeing me terrified by these beasties, were emphatic and unyielding in their insistence that it was just a story. Just make-believe. It calmed me down like a large scotch, I don't mind telling you. I also distinctly recall sitting in a school assembly, I'd have been about seven I think, listening to the headmaster giving it large about Saul's conversion on the road to Damascus, I think it was, and the words, it's just a story, popped suddenly into my curly little noggin. From that moment, I became the godless heathen heart blower I am to this very day, and am still firmly convinced that whatever some perceived authority figure is passing off as the wisdom of a universal creator really is just a story and none of it is any more provable or convincing than the Sycorax or the Cybermen. Doctor Who did, I'll admit, impact heavily on me as I grew older, uh, as not only did the show reveal that uh, all religions the Doctor and his chums encountered uh, had a corrupt Aztec priest or a demented supercomputer at the bottom of them, uh, the apologetics and the rationalisations of those who have subsequently tried to convince me to get any kind of Holy Spirit have always reminded me of the desperate scrabbling around of hardcore Whovians trying to explain continuity gaps and canonical cock-ups made back when TV shows were just made up as they went along with increasingly outlandish narratives conjured from their own febrile imaginations. Rather ironic that decades of wallowing in a fantasy world taught me so much about the nature of reality, eh what? Most importantly to me though, I think, was that the Doctor was odd. In all their incarnations, crotchety old man who got people's names wrong on purpose, 
giggling clown who would play a recorder at a megalomaniac supervillain, doctors are unfailingly at odds with whatever environment they find themselves in. And it doesn't matter to them a bit. I myself was, you may struggle to come to terms with this disclosure, a little unusual as a kid. It was mostly being half-blind and having an eye socket that looked as though a particularly unhealthy bull had just come in it that did it, I suppose. Uh, But it led to a fair amount of nursery school teasing and the occasional piling on upon the freak. Said pilers on, I hasten to add, were of various ethnicities, but then so were the few that would regularly come to my defence. That showed me that people were universally capable of stupidity or wisdom and of kindness or cruelty, whatever their cultural heritage. So that was the origin of my still vibrant sense of abhorrence to anyone that picks on or despises those who are different simply because they are different. A view that successive doctors reinforced as I got older and continue to reinforce even now. More fundamental than that, however, was that our dear old Tom Baker with his insouciant intelligence and wild gesticulations, showed me that being a bit off really didn't matter. So, I leant into it, if I'm to be perfectly honest. I decided, or rather I understood, that I was always going to be perceived as something of an outsider, an oddity. So I might as well make the most of it. Some people would dig it, some wouldn't. And while I certainly wasn't everybody's money as a child, I was, and still I hope am, capable of getting on with most decent types wherever I find myself. Yes, thanks to Doctor Who, and to Mr Baker in particular, I was freed from the irksome burden of feeling any need to win the goodwill of people that simply didn't deserve it. The sort of people, I might add, who lost their shit at the casting of Jodie Whittaker and Shooty Gatwa as the Time Lord, and who complain oh so tiresomely and predictably that the show has become woke. These are, of course, generally boomers or people, and it shames me to admit it, of my own vintage. People who never understood that the show that took on topics like pollution, fascism, colonialism, social exclusion, selfishness, corporate greed and mindless violence was always woke, and unashamedly so. That's right, you never got it, and you probably never will. So go back to the Fast and the Furious 35, the franchise drives up its own homophobically clenched arsehole, or whatever testosterone-fetishising cinematic slop it is that you use to momentarily distract yourself from the crushing realisation that your divorce was actually all your fault, you witless, knuckle-dragging fuckstumps. You can't have nice things. Right then, I've done it. I've opened up and revealed my inner geek. And to those who downloaded us expecting the usual half-informed political shtick, I can only apologise and assure you that normal service will be resumed on Monday. For now, however, Arkham and I are off to anxiously count the moments until the Star Beast anniversary special comes on the telly, about which I promise you regular sufferers that I won't say a single word. Until then, it only remains for us to thank you once again for joining us and proffer the hope that you'll stick around for the song at the end. Until next week then, from myself, the Silver Fox, and Arkham, the Black and White Dog, cheerio. In a junkyard down old Totter's Lane, surrounded by scrap metal and mists, 
An old man stepped from a police box straight into 60 years of myth. A curmudgeonly querulous absent-minded gent custodian of an earthly child. He took two middle-class sixties teachers on a jelly terrifying and wild. You might say it was an alien abduction, but he didn't probe their asses. He showed those pedestrian pedagogues things that they could never teach in their classes. The Zabi Kukrilion and Robermen, the fire in Nero's Rome. And though their relationship was sometimes fraught, they were friends by the time they got home. That was a long, long time ago, and many times since he's changed. Attack eyebrows are putting bowl hair cut, but the kindness and the courage have remained. Through N space, E space, through countless eons, the wandering still goes on. Stopping wars and thwarting galactic bastards, and then with the warp he's gone. There are too many DS machina endings, some dramatic purists say. And the Daleks have definitely been overused, but in front of the screens we'll stay. It speaks to all that's good in us, it shows us all that we might be. It takes a very special kind of alien to make us see our own humanity. It's just an idealistic fantasy, but it justifies the license fee. Wouldn't you like to regenerate? Wouldn't you love to roam free? Be a dimensionally transcendental dilettante on a never-ending trip. To see incredible sights, to set whole world to right with jelly babies and acerbic quips. Even though we're moored here on Earth, living for a handful of years, there are many ways in every tiny day to overcome hate and fear. We can travel through such time and space as we can reach. We can ask what would the doctor do? 
Be brave, be kind, and keep an open mind, and an open heart, or better yet, too. An open heart, or better yet, too. <laughs>